This is your town. This is your station. This is Waitley. Through the feature weeks of the Spring Carnival, we bring Waitley and Giddy up together for the racing means test on a Monday, and we'll do it the Wednesday after the Melbourne Cup as well. Gareth Hall is with me, Jared Waitley. Hello to you, Gareth. Hello, Jared. Great to be back with you on Waitley for the means test this Spring Carnival, and um, we needed a change of trainer with these boys just to reel them in a little bit. Two of the more provocative voices. Can, can the biggest they opinions in the game. They, yes, they can just a little we, bit, Jared. We asked them to bring both their experiences, their knowledge, and their sharpest. Next. opinions and they're not shy about that. Wayne Hawks, hello. Good morning. How are we all? Very well. And John O'Neill, welcome back. Morning, Jared. So Aussie Ostrich is here, me, and I've got Dickie Knee on the other <laughs> side and we've got Daryl Summers on the left and the King down the end. I feel yeah. like with the mean says the John only thing you haven't grasped <laughs> is the, the categories. <laughs> this is category based. I told right? you. I warned you, Jared. So the one thing I'm enforcing... As we work our way through is the categories. The King's Gambit, the big issue, the heroes, they got that right. Big race integrity. We usually have preliminary final integrity. Big race. The pressure index, which Johnny O'Neill has got a front row seat to. The debate, the curiosity, the beaten favourites, the best bits, and then our favourites. Yes, 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 and oh no. It starts, though, with Gareth. You have the King's Gambit. Love the Caulfield Cup Carnival. I thought it was sensational. I thought the track played beautifully across the three days. And uh, the Caulfield Cup was one of the better Caulfield Cups that I've seen for quite some time. And it was just great to have a truly run race where we got to see the best horses fight out the finish. So to Tim Bailey, Josh Blanksby and his team, hats off um, under a lot of pressure and they delivered during their three days. Salute to Spirit Ridge and Goldman. Yes. Staying races are far better when they run along in front. Good to see Annabelle Neesham had a pacemaker there on the weekend. So it was great. Can you say that? No, I was just you started off early. Tongue in cheek, Wayne. Oh, sorry. They're natural leaders, and they were allowed to lead at at a good pace. Side are you on? Strung them out. You're on pacemaker side. Well, it beats the hell out of the way they normally race. Of course it does. But the problem is, and I'll put my trainer's hat on here. The problem is, it's a pain in the you know where when you're uh, you're carting the field along, aren't you? Simple as uh, that. So it's also not much good when you miss the start eight lengths and the momentum. It's probably 13 or 14 Oh, welcome lengths, to Chautauqua's so, world. Yeah, yeah well, it was um, yeah, just a little disappointing, the process prior to uh, to loading oh. and jumping. But anyway, we'll... Uh, what happened there? Well, no, no, no. Look, I, that's a we'll category. Wait. We'll wait we for that. We'll wait for that. Right, this is how it works. Yes. We okay. follow a flow. We follow There's a flow. a lot of control in did here this morning. Think, <laughs> did you think it was a great Caulfield Cup? I thought it was unbelievable. I thought um, the race... As far as the form went, Jared was extraordinary. Everything held up. Everything held up. So all of the lead-up races, the better horses finished sort of in the first six or seven. So I thought um, for people that were following the race, I agree with the pace being on. It was terrific. Um, Jamie Spencer, great ride uh, to run second. Great for the Freedmans, extraordinary. Um, Did I just and, see that and, right? And Gold Trip ran third. Well, Jamie yeah, Spencer's good ride. It well was done. unbelievable. I was waiting. It was for unbelievably that. He he was the first time. Yeah, it's the first yes. time he's seen the yeah. rail at, in Melbourne for <laughs> he twenty seven years. Where do you think he'd well, he would? Well, he could get anywhere. He <laughs> did a good off. job though. Hats off to Jamie Spencer because he's great copped ride. a little bit of criticism on the from you. Yes, I put my hand up, and you know what? He delivered on the weekend. So you got to give credit where it's due, Jared. Um, when you jump out the barriers at Caulfield, you go to that first corner. There's n- not every year, but let's say every second year, Verstappen's just won his Grand Prix. It's like the start of a Grand Prix. The Caulfield Cup start is a pain. And if you draw out a bit, gee, it's hard work. You go and watch the replay. 
every horse was in double file by the time they got the winning post. Yeah. I can't remember a Caulfield Cup where everyone was in their positions by the time they got the winning post because invariably there was there's always been a, a there's always been a lot of suspensions at the winning post going out the first time. All right. So the, the big issue is Mark Zara for better and for worse. So let's start with the the whip breach. Mm. So I'd call it the rule, but it's not a rule. It's just a guideline. It is a rule. No, it's not a rule. If it was a rule, uh, you wouldn't be able to strike the horse more than five times, and there would be a consequence to the co- to the competition if there was. It's confusing. We we were chatting about this with the breakdown team on Giddy Up this morning. It's sort of like so. It's it's an unfair advantage on the punters in a way. If you've backed a horse and your jockey doesn't want to get suspended or fined and the other jockey doesn't care if they get fined. Like he, he broke the rule by four times. He hit that horse too many times. According to the rules, you're allowed to hit them um, five times before the hundred, hundred meters. And he hit that horse nine times. So from the 300 to the 100, where he narrowed the margin from two lengths to a neck. So the argument is, do we know, was that the difference between that horse winning or losing? Now you can't tell. It's hypothetical. Like there, there was criticism of Jamie Carr not getting stuck into spacewalk in the concluding stages. But my argument to that is that if she got stuck into that horse, he would have went worse because I don't, I think he's a thinker. I think you need to be kind to him. So it's, you either got to be black and white with that rule or I don't know what, like so I, I if don't. If it was a real rule. Yes. If you struck the horse a sixth time, you would instantly be disqualified. But then you and can't... so every jockey would know. It would never, yeah. ever, it would never, ever happen again. But what happens? Every from... jockey can count to I five. We so before correct weight, you're saying that the stewards have to go in there and they're going to count them all up because this is before correct weight. You're saying, so you're going to, you are going to hold up correct weight for every race by five, 10 minutes, especially in a staying race. Yeah, I think. Well, I don't think it would be that drastic. It it took me about 90 seconds on Saturday night to go back and go, oh, yeah, that's good. But 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 my point is, I suppose they'd have to have more people in the steward's room because they'd need everyone, every horse to be looked at because hell to pay if you missed it. Do you think a jockey would strike the horse more than five times if he knew? He would be I heard what you said off the top of your show at nine o'clock, and, and you're right. Your quote was, it will never happen again. Never, never, ever. Never, ever will Just make quote. the rule clear, as you're well, saying, the, well, the rule Just is, make the rule it really clear. clear. No, to be well, it's fair. not clear well, because the at the end of the clear. day, you can no, no. hit it 35 times. That's you just right. get fined you just 100 pay money. <laughs> the rule is clear. You want it changed. That's the bottom line. The penalty change. Or the penalty change. Well, whatever. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say. Potato, potato. But the bottom line is, this is an Australian rule. So this is not a racing Victoria. This is an Australian rule of racing number one. And let's 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 play devil's advocate. I will. I want to get it beat. Yeah, that's right? the integrity issue. I There's agree the with integrity you there. issue. I'm going to hit it twelve times, and I'm going to wail the whip like whoever back in the uh, you know I suppose Craig knew it to be a bit fair. Yeah, yeah. He and used then, to and then you'd be and... disqualified for two years. But there would be a difference between I miscounted and got to six, so you can have six weeks. Or I just went, nah, bugger the rules. You can sit for two years. Yeah, but then you've got to prove that he, he actually that I deliberately did it. Deliberately yeah, but there's I think a at the end of the day, yours, there's a difference between six and 12. Yeah. So if you're saying every part. jockey can count to five, every a, jockey. Suppose, what, what do you call it? Allegedly is the word. <laughs> so all we know is there's so much um, chat around whether whip should be used at all. I mean, we're going through well, the whole persuader scenario at the moment. So I think to make the step and make it very clear, Jared, is just sensible. I tell you what. 
I tell you what would have stopped him, Johnny, is that Mark Sari doesn't get five days between Cox Plate and Derby Day, which is not a suspension, really, because there's no races. But you suspend him for Cox Plate and Derby Day. I bet you he stops it. Do it. Stops but, but how does event. but how does that work when? And this one really irks me. You get two weeks in winter at Sandown for midweek. They just go, ta-da! I'm going to the Gold Coast for two weeks. Get out of the cold weather in Melbourne. As opposed to, uh, you know, someone that might lose a Corfield Guineas, a Cox Plate, a Derby Day. The, the suspensions are huge mm. on that day. And now it doesn't matter as much to a small guy that never comes to town, but to someone like J-Mac, I mean, you've worked all year to get this, isn't it? Yeah. yeah if they co- the, the consequence is one thing. It, it affected the Caulfield Cup. Like, we'll never know. So what? So, we will never so know, know whether ask? without a fight, yep, correct. if it was written within the rules, yep. would actually have if won that actually race. Won. So, so we did... need to uh, – no, but hang on. We need to ask England because they relegate. They just go, pop bum see ya, you're out, you're out, you've stuffed up, and you get relegated to last. You're disqualified. Well, I don't even know whether you're disqualified. I think you just get relegated to last. Same, same, I suppose. Yeah. So the bo- the bottom line is we probably need to ask someone over there in the uh, in the know – how good or bad from a from a three point from a jockey from a trainer and the owner's point of view? Well, four punter. It'll how, happen, Jerry. It it'll happen. It's of course, it'll happen. It's going to happen. And you know, we're it's talking a rule about that's it now. It's not enforced. Yeah, well, absolutely. So we get to the Melbourne Cup, and a horse has fifteen or twenty whacks and gets a hundred thousand dollar fine and wins. We, we, I mean, you've you've just had one of the greatest races that we've seen, certainly in a Caulfield Cup over twenty four hundred Group One, the biggest whirlpool ever. Everyone's watched it around the world. Mm. There'll be huge chat around this, and I think you're right. I think we need to make the call one way or another. So did Johnny, he mean to do you, it? If, yeah, or, was well, it yeah. or was it just spur of the moment? No, he knew how desperate it was and that the horse required his vigour. Okay, but, so he shelved, but he's he the only one that will know. responsibility. Yes, well, he did. He didn't did, lose his mind. Did he, he went, on the, spur right, the only of the way moment? I'm catching this horse is to go as hard as we can. If you finish second, would you have protested? Well, they have. They've never upheld one because those rules. Well, they have. They they oh, did, did it. They, they did it one. Yeah. One was it one on a sleepy Saturday. Yeah, but was, was... no one had any knowledge to be able to protest at that stage. Because at the end of the day, that's right. Because what's got to happen is Gareth is that you actually have to be watching that. So you would physically have to be the first thing know, that would come the John Hawk sitting at home to ring up and go, no, 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 yeah. hang on, hang on, go in the stewards' room and tell me you want to watch the race, and you tell them to count how many times old mate hit it. It would have been yeah, a good but, protest if somebody had known. Absolutely, but I will. say... Say the technology we've got nowadays, that information should be available within by the time the horses come back. Yeah, if it was a real rule, we'll just quickly study it. You're looking at the first horse, yours looking at the second horse, you're looking at the third horse, I'm looking at the fourth horse, all clear, all clear. I I don't accept that it would take 10 minutes, it would take 60 seconds. Yep, I agree. Um, the upside is, is, is Mark Zara the the Cups jockey now? Oh, look, I think um, I actually put a note down last night and I rang him yesterday. He's looking dangerous, isn't he? He really... This, this, this time of the year... You are in love with oh, I know that. I do love J-Mac. But I will say Mark's really got his eye in. And when he does this at this time of the year, um, you know, all of the elite jockeys, Jared, normally lift this time of year. Do you know year. what he's doing? He's actually becoming the big race rider. Oh, he just loves it. He genuinely you know what, becoming it, when, when The minute I see him, because he's normally a pretty quiet guy, when he's got his chest out and he's he's walking around like Ozzy Ostrich, you just want to be all over him. He's unbelievable. He's right in the zone. He's, he's working hard. He's enjoying his wins. Uh, he was trialling horses this morning for Karen at, at Cranbourne. So good luck to him. And, and yes, Jared, I think he is the big Cups rider. He did a wonderful job on Very Elegant in the Caulfield Cup. Uh, he's won the Melbourne Cup last year. He's now won the Caulfield Cup again. 
Uh, enormous ride on Gold Trip leading in with the form. So yeah. I think he now goes on. Be really interesting to see what he does do Melbourne Cup-wise now. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to him make the analogy. He did feel like a cheating lover. Yeah. That, that he'd well, had that to guy. leave Gold, Gold Trip, Trip to yeah. go to without a fight. Yeah. And he had, yeah. he had his character and he's, he was entertaining from after he won on Brave Meat in the first race. I think Nigel Carmody on Racing.com asked him, what's the track conditions like today? Definitely a good three. <laughs> Because he didn't want to race against yeah, Gold right. Trip. Yeah. <laughs> it was a ride too, right? The thing in the first. You could just see the yep. confidence. Got a lovely trail and just went bang. The heroes, the Freedmans. Yep. There was, it took us back to a time. It was the Hazers and the Freedmans, wasn't it, that ran Victorian racing? And the FBI and there's yeah. the, the new generation of Sam with Anthony. Well, Johnny can touch on this a little bit more than I can because his deeper relationship with the Freedmans and, and the mummify years. But... I want to just go with the training performance. The owner didn't want to go to the Turnbull Stakes, wanted to go straight from the Underwood to the Caulfield Cup. Second up, I thought, mm. and then with that, like the, the fitness cloud over him later on the week, I thought there was a few doubts with this horse without a fight. And that's why I think he drifted in the market, Johnny. But to produce a horse like that, second up, in a briefly run Caulfield Cup, it's one of the training performances of the year for me. Yeah, look, and look, as you mentioned, I was certainly part of that sort of FBI sort of scenario. I had a lot of really nice horses with them. Um, Mummify won the Caulfield Cup 20 years ago. So um, Anthony's a wonderful... 20 years ago. Just, no, just no, no, yeah, I know. 20 it doesn't, years I know, ago. 20 years ago. Where have we been? Yeah, I know. So look, just, just to, um, to see Sam grow up, he spent a lot of time overseas and, you know, he's obviously a well, that great... that was a story in itself, wasn't well, it? Well, of course. How, how, he got, how he got to get the horse. Yeah, absolutely. Just from yeah, being absolutely. a kid that got uh, booted overseas because, I mean, we don't do that anymore. The no. great line was you send the kids away a boy to come back a man and he's gone over there, forged a relationship and, uh, you know, seven, eight years later he's holding a uh, holding a Caulfield Cup. But they've had not a lot of luck lately, Freedmans, and they've had a they've – They've had some horses that have gone amiss and things from from a virus point of view and haven't haven't uh, gone right. So normally when you're out, you're out. So but you know, Hawksy, I mean, from a from an elite training perspective, you've got to keep presenting this game. That's what it's about. You've got to keep getting up every morning. You've got to look for different opportunities and communicate really well. And I have to say that you know, hat, hats off to to Sam Anthony, sort of working in the background. So Sam's pretty much. Running the whole business, got a beautiful training facility down at Jonathan Munson's. He speaks place very well too. I didn't hear him. Oh, he's a terrific young fellow. So I mean, I was so well. happy for him. Obviously, our horse didn't win, but I, I sent him both a text yesterday. I'm really wrapped for them. And I mean, I've known him since he was a since he was a baby. So just to see him go through and and get the result was terrific. Did you, and, get, a, did you get a response? I got one of Anthony. Yeah, no, I got you know, one. I Cheers. Do don't waste yourself on too much time. Text I, I me, will Anthony. say, I will say that um, after Mark Zara rode on, I think it was the Underwood. He got home really well in that lead-up race. I'm pretty sure it was. Got beaten a couple of lengths behind Solcom that day in, in that race. Um, I know Mark was so upbeat around the horse. And I think, again, that's part of the success with these better horses, having jockeys working in with the trainers. Um, so Mark was always very confident, I think. They got that right. So the Crisfords have figured out Australian racing. Yep. So we were present when Ed sidestepped the notion, imagine if... Your horse has been challenged by your old horse to win the Caulfield Cup. And he didn't really want to think about that. And there at the 100, he's living it. And, you know, we had a chat to Ed on Saturday morning on SEN Track. And I think he indicated that without the fight, would be a more seasoned horse for a race like the Caulfield Cup. The year under his belt last year would have held him in really good stead. And West Wind Blows is probably 
a season just off him. He's still learning the caper a little bit. And you could see that in the, the concluding stages. They they both wanted to go to war with each other and the better horse won on the day. And West Wind blows. You were watching that race and the way that he's gone about. And you think, geez, he might be a handy Melbourne Cup hopeful. Um, but then you work out that he can't compete in a Melbourne Cup. So you've Cup. trained it 12 months ago. It's knocked you off by a nose. So that's, that's Peter Moody taking black caviar to England, getting beaten by a nose to one of your former stable mates. That would make you spew. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> you can say you're smiling, you're happy for the camera. You'd turn around and walk away and you would be looking to kick yeah. the cat. A really nice touch after the race. You probably saw Jamie and Mark sort of grab each other's hands when they went over the line, which was, well, which was really good. Mate. Well, you know, they're best mates. So, yeah, I mean, I think... And I actually saw Benny Allen out of control at, back at the Osborne on Saturday night with that DJ machine that he's got going. And there was Jamie and Mark at the back dancing and carrying on. So um, so good on them. It was well, they're, they're, they're the three mates, the trifecta. Mm. Melham, Zara and uh, Spencer. So this is the perfect Caulfield Cup that deserves a reenactment in the Melbourne Cup. But as you rightly say, as West Wind Blows is not allowed to run. So under the, the changes, the necessary changes around the veterinary restrictions around international horses, you can't have more than one run and front up in a Melbourne Cup. So Westwood Blows can go to Flemington, just can't run in the Cup. This is the most – I can't get my head around this because I can it's understand – I'm un- quite happy about it, just quietly. Yeah, I, can, you are. I can understand the rules because, as you pointed out on a few occasions, the VRC and Race of Victoria need to get the Melbourne Cup Right, and they've got to make sure that they do all of their research and put in the rules and regulations and the criteria to make sure that this doesn't ever happen again, that we have a fatality on Melbourne Cup Day in the Melbourne Cup. But for mine, common sense has to come into it. So if you've got West Wind Blows and you've got that criteria or your thoughts around internationals having more than two runs during a, a campaign after they get off the plane, then how come he's allowed to run in a champion stakes? So you either got the rules where you can go, okay, we'll CT scan them once again, which they'll have to do with West Wind Blows before the champion stakes. And if he is sound and fit and a happy horse, we'll allow him to run. And it has to be the same for the Melbourne Cup. So you can't have one rule for one race and not a rule for another because that just defeats the purpose. Yeah, it is very odd. There is a way to navigate this without it being you can't run. Is you do you have to go through this extra layer? Yeah, but he might, but he, the, he might be the victim this year, Jared. But then they will obviously have to look at the race and next year and go, we must change this because if it's happened once, it will happen again. But in their defence, I mean, I've sat here after Melbourne Cup Day with you, Jared, and uh, after you know the controversial uh, what happened there a few years ago, it's all turned around now. Yeah, they're and- not bringing the Crocs. They're not bringing the. 400 gamer AFL out to just wheel them well, out. Well, they one can't because they fail to see scan and yeah, they don't 100%. run. 100%. Right? That's what happens. So, so yeah. Race of Victoria and Grace Forbes, they have done their job. Because be careful what you wish for. They wish for them all to come. They came, but we just didn't do any veterinary. So that, it's gone the other way. This is always the shaper for the Melbourne Cup traditionally, the Caulfield Cup. There's no doubt about that. Should there be a penalty? Uh, absolutely. You reckon there oh, should there be? Has to be. Of there course. is this like, year. I mean, especially it's a should handicap. be going forward. Yeah, well, of penalty. course there should be. It's a handicap. If if you manage to, yeah, but to could dodge it be a better race? Could it be a better race if, if if you said there's no penalty? Yeah, but I, th- I think in that instance, mate, you, that's that's what the wait for age races are for. We'll change you know, it to so a wait a, for age then. Well, yeah, but you're not going to do that because it's the most elite handicap, twenty four hundred group one. So look, as I said, I really believe this is always the the major guide leading in. The real concern going through the Melbourne Cup form out of this race is that Gold Trip ran huge, but it can't win with a weight. It's not Maccabi Diva. 
and it's going to back up. And well, he's going all right. He, yeah, he, he's saying, a Maccabi diva, but he doesn't have the He's had a hard run in the Caulfield yeah. Cup. He goes to a Cox Plate, then he goes to a Melbourne Cup. He can't win. The thing that won the Caulfield Cup will get a kilo and a half. It can't win. They can't win. They don't win the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup. These horses are not Maccabi diva. Solcombe's got to get his banner, his, his, his manners right. He's only got 53 and a half, and the weight will suit him. Outside of that, Valiant King, the other horse we had, got held up critical stage, no weight. Um, maybe goes on, but probably next year. Breakup was fair, and I thought Right You Are was huge. I thought it ran terrific. I thought it ran out of its skin. Um, you know, that horse had missed a couple of years through injury. So Kieran and Dave did a wonderful job to get it there. Duke de Sass is a wet, uh, wet tracker. The rest of them put a line through it. All right, There's we're nothing. Pick that up in a moment as to the shaping power of the Caulfield Cup for the Melbourne Cup. The racing means test is for the ultimate Melbourne Cup day at the Osborne South Yarra. And my racehorse, it's showtime, myracehorse.com. We're across Waitley and Giddy Up here. Melbourne's weather becoming sunny, top of 19 for city power, supply and powder homes in the CBD and inner suburbs. Want to have your say? Ring Jared on one 736 736 Now, back to Waitley. I thought he had a great run. Um, you know, it's a handicap and uh, he's got a little bit more than last year. Um, I thought he ran super. I thought Betting rode him well. You know, the race probably panned out how it looked on paper, you know. Um, the other, the winner and the second horse were, you know, at the weight were always going to be big contenders. And... Um, uh, West Wind blows without a fight, and uh, I thought Gold Trip ran super, so couldn't be happier. Karen Ma's assessment of Gold Trip, who ran thirds. We do big race inter- integrity rather than preliminary final integrity. Gareth, is he going to be? Is he going to do what he did last year and run in all three majors again? I think so. I think the run the other day can either go one way, he can jump out of the ground and and really enjoy that strong tempo and go to a a new level and be mighty hard to beat in a Cox plate, or he can go the other way and just takes a little bit out of him carrying top weight on a good four track. Um, His third favorite, I can't, but like, if you go back to that Turnbull victory, he, he went past Romantic Warrior like he was standing still. And we know that Romantic Warrior worked beautifully at the Valley and he's come on a lot since that Turnbull effort, which we all expected him to do, the Hong Kong star. So he's the favourite with Bet365 at 4.50. But I think he should be a clear second pick in front of Alligator Blood Gold Trip. What, what an iron horse he is to be contesting yeah. these big races now at the huge weights. Like popular arm. It's a, well, well, it, well, it is a bit, is a bit uh, trot slash pacer like. I mean, I obviously understood why they did it last year because he wasn't the horse he is. But now that he's the horse that he is, you're going to go back and do what you did in history last year. I mean, it's a it's a bigger, ballsier decision this year than last year because he's not the horse last year that he is now. So hats off to him. I mean, I can only look at it from a trainer's point of view and go, he must be a big, heavy, gross horse inside because some horses straight after a race – would not blow a match out if you put a match to their nostrils. Very clean-winded. He's obviously a very thick-winded horse. So that, I'm assuming they – well, I would look at it and go, you get a bloody good track gallop on Saturday. That'll get him right for Cox Plate Day. Mm. Because what's he going to do this week? The answer is he ain't going to be going out galloping and uh, breaking the uh, stopwatch because he just ran a mile and a half. So he's going to have a pretty easy week. So that must be what their uh, thought process is. They've got wonderful facilities like a lot of the trainers do and, you know, they'll they'll look after him. I would imagine he'll be down at the beach and he'll probably be down at their property down near Flinders. They've got a, a property down there. So, But, I mean, the race shape for the Cox Plate for him is no good. He can't win. He'll be back 
he can't win. There's no chance he can win. There's no pace in the race. Alligator you'll, you'll have alligator blood Zaki. and probably. Yeah, but it's finished. So I mean, I would have thought. I would have thought. I would have thought. I would have thought. Yeah. So what I, did you I, say I off the thought, top, Jared, this morning? Wayne Hawks and, and uh, John O'Neill are what? A, what did you say we were? No, I'm, listen, I just want to say I think Zaki's <laughs> been an absolute superstar, but. But it's like, he's twelve years you know, old. He's had hundred stars. Well, you know, you know I mean, it's Paul McCartney. He was unbelievable Saturday <laughs> night. It's unbelievable. But the rest of the Beatles aren't. There. I don't think he was so a Beatles. I don't think he's quite a Beatles. No, no. But I'm just saying he was a star. But he's past his best now. So yeah, you know what? Is it that? So that you're going to have alligator plate? blood and romantic warrior. It'll definitely go forward. It'll have to. So they'll be one two. Victoria Road will be there. Militarised goes back with a kid on it. He's a terrific rider. But it's back. Fangirls back. Brightside should be in the paddock. Zaki can't win, and it's Rice all over. should be That's in the it. paddock. What, he run terribly second uh, the other day. Please, mate, don't tell me that Mr. Brightside the other day. The Mooney Valley going, specialist. If he was going as good as what he was in Melbourne, he would have sprinted straight, just would have kicked those horses' brains in. And he did not. He's very and tough. I'm not thinking he can win the Cox one, one, I think he's a champion, one, but one, I don't one, think he can yeah, win the Cox with the Hong Kong horse. So it's set for Gold Trip to sort of run a heroic third in the Melbourne Cup, lumping Yeah, but if he does that, that's what Very Elegant did well, last that, that's year. that's what he'll do. And, they, and, they, and as, long as, he, as long as he's hitting the line, and that might be ninth to fifth, that'll be good enough for he'll a run huge Melbourne in the Cox Plate. He'll run home and run third or fourth. Hong Kong horse, does he win? No, we're not doing the Cox oh, Plate we, just yet. We're about to put John O'Neill in the hot seat the, with the pressure index. Can you stick to the index. system? Jerry's in control uh, here. I will, I'll do your thing. We will go to the news with Nathan. Waitley on SEN. Sunset for the 150. Riff Rocket trying hard. Sunset's just in front. Riff Rocket won't quite get there. And Sunset's. Sunset's has lasted from Riff Rocket. Tropical Squall grabbed by Autumn Angel. She's got it. Autumn Angel gets up to win it. A half-leg Tropical Squall. You can actually hear the groans in those replays. Yeah. It's the beaten favourites. Two three-year-olds ran odds on, and everyone took the first three favourites as multis. That, that's all anyone did to start Caulfield Cup Day. They took Brave Mead, which won, into Riff Rocket, into Tropical Squall. What what interested me was Riff Rocket and Tropical Squall remain the favourites for the Derby and the Oaks, despite having their colours lowered. So they should, yeah. Um, J-Mac said that Riff Rocket didn't really handle Caulfield and it was a farcical run race. Like they, You could go quicker, Jared. In fact, Wayne could go quicker, oh, even with the throat operation. So I think you can forgive him. <laughs> I can forgive Riff Rocket. He'll go back day. to Fleming. To my only concern with Riff Rocket, if he gets a truly run race derby, we don't know if he can handle that pressure because he's been in two walking races so far. And with Autumn Angel going to the paddock, Tropical Squalls deserves to be favourite still for the Oaks. I think the Hippo might have pushed the button a little too early. Extravagant. Yeah. Arrogant. Yes. Just went, I'm on the best horse. Yes. Away we go. Didn't it did have 59 didn't, too, right? Didn't need to so, go. So from a weight perspective, there was no chance she, that horse was yep. going to win. Borderline. It, it'll go back to the Oaks. It's a moral. It ran it. A moral. It it's ran a eighty and got beaten. Yeah, but it carried 59. Yeah. Didn't it? 59 it'll be hard to beat, I think. So it it'll drop back to um, set weights. It'll be fine. Uh, I was quite happy Riff Rocket got beaten because we own Sunset. So I thought Johnny Allen rode it really well. I had a look at Riff Rocket in the mounting yard and for what it's worth, from my opinion, if that horse stays, I'll give up. Okay, Doesn't look okay. like it's a stay to me. It's a very—I mean, I don't know the horse, but it was quite light on the weekend and didn't really set all that well in the mounting yep. yard. So I would imagine, knowing Chris as I do, he'll go to the paddock with it. Okay. Is the eternal beaten favourite Tom Kitten going to the Derby? No, I'm he's still in. Council. He's going to the Spring Hills. He'll win on Saturday in Sydney. Oh, Spring champion, right. Tom Kitten. James Cummings has been tipping that horse. He never tips yeah. for the last. 
two months. He's the biggest cat I've seen in years. Oh. Um, now, your favourite segments. Shall we go? What do you reckon? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, first. no, first, I reckon. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Okay, let's do the oh, no's. End with a positive. I feel like Johnny O'Neill might have been nobbled on this front from what I've been hearing. Yes. Who wants to go first? I'll, there? I'll, I'll go first. Go. Um, oh, no. Wayne Hook says he never punts. I was there with him on Friday night. Oh. He backed a horse because Natalie Young tipped him this horse. She first up too. over 1,400. Who owned it? it. Johnny O'Neill owned it. Never looked like winning. In fact, oh. I've been to two functions with Wayne this week, and he's told about two punting stories for a man that doesn't punt. Jeez, he's got a few punting stories. And Johnny O'Neill has tipped us every horse that he owns lately, apart from sunsets. <laughs> so uh, That's true. I know two lovely women who are with Nat yes. on Friday uh, around that sort of setup, and she tipped them sunsets and <laughs> dual. Which, if yeah, either no. of them were punters in any way, yes. but well, I'm just letting you know so, I oh, own no. sunsets. She, she hates certainly Wayne, didn't tip why. me sunsets. So. <laughs> so. That's the old no. Is if wife yeah. and sister in law were any way inclined yes. toward the punt. Glad I got the Have you got an oh no? She goes straight to the top of my oh no, Natalie Young. Racehorse trainers giving two lots of tips. Who go figure? What happened um, to your good horse? What horse? The thing in the last in Sydney. Our T-boat. Yeah, what happened to it? Oh, no. That looks like a... I had something on it, and I saw the jock having a look at it, walking around the mounting yard. Was there a... It got vetted or something? What was the story there? Got vetted behind the gates, yeah. And what, what happened? Nothing. And Nothing. what happened in the and, run? And what happened in the run? Bled out of both nostrils. Oh, oh wow. That's oh, three no. months. Bad for three months. Wow, mm. Oh, no. I can't say don't go there. Have you got an oh, no? Okay, going? and my oh, no is Racing Victoria. Again, <laughs> huge result. Huge result on the weekend. Yeah. Fantastic day at Caulfield. Racing is in a great spot. And then when the racehorses retire, we're not putting any money in the fund to help them. I can't believe it. It's that, extraordinary. That warrants a little bit more thought, that does. Just quickly, last Wednesday's meeting, get rid of it. I know next year it'll probably be on the inner track, but get rid of it. Rail out I won the Coons. I thought it was a ripper day. Caulfield Guineas, the Caulfield Cup. Should not be a race meeting That's in between. Ridiculous All right. Now, positive. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Gareth. Tim Bailey, the job that he'd done with that track was enormous uh, there. Joey, uh, Melbourne Racing Club, Matty Kane, Josh, Alana did a wonderful, and Dana too. Yes. I had a wonderful day in the box. Uh, we obviously were down. They invited everybody into the mounting yard and having a really good chat with Matt. Apparently, Caulfield, with the money they're investing, are going to have the biggest mounting yard in the Southern Hemisphere for 900 people. Enough room for 900 people, for syndicators, all of the owners to experience that get down in the change rooms, Jared, before the game. I think it's a great concept moving great. forward. After the race, the jockeys will hide from us. That's excellent. Yeah. Wayne? Righto. My yes, yes, yes. Righto. The Brisbane boys have come to Melbourne for a, um, what do you call it? The um, end of season trip. Yeah. Staying at the Hyatt. Got here last Thursday morning. Googled, where is a cow cutter? Right? right. Where's a cow cutter? Simon's Marshall's the MC. Didn't come up I'm, India, did it? Simon Marshall's the MC. <laughs> I'm on there with um, with uh, with Simon Zara. The boys have rang up the Aberfeldy Footy Club and said, "Can we come? We're coming from Brisbane. We, we're just in love with Wayne Orks and uh, <laughs> Simon Marshall." Yeah. All right, no they all got right. Beat, no, no one no. got beaten. The grant didn't make the grant. And they've they've lobbed. They've lobbed. 
So they've come down from Brisbane. They're staying at the Hyatt. Did yeah. you change so anywhere the anywhere in Melbourne club? Thursday night, they've Googled, up we've come, and so they've come to our Calcutta on did Thursday you charge, night. Did you that, charge that the footy club for that? Yeah. Yeah. Did you charge the no, footy club No, I didn't. My son yeah. plays for the footy club. Okay. I charged nothing. Just okay. that lovely moment between Ollie and his son. Great after club. Yeah. Saw kid and won. So yeah. this, these are to be cherished, aren't they? Yeah. There's only going to be the odds, Damien Oliver moment. I think the ride, Jared, was unbelievable too. I had something on it. It was vintage. Good ride. Yes, yes, yes. Something for the battlers in the coming week. We'll close out the means test next. Now, back to Waitley. Something between now and next Monday. The next big thing for Maccas, the new McCrispy. It's the next big thing. Johnny O'Neill, what have you got for the Battlers? Have something on Gringotts in Sydney next week. It's had no luck this time in at all, so make sure you're on each way. Gringotts. Wayne? Mount Popper will be 30 to 1 in the Geelong Cup. Mount Popper at Geelong. Tom Kitten into Tom Kitten into Gold Trip and Damien Lane's just tweeted in saying to Johnny, if you hit that horse thirty five times, I can guarantee you you won't be getting a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Good Thanks, Frosty. Yeah, Good work. Frosty. I love it. Frosty's the best. <laughs> you need to get him on the show. <laughs> uh, the new McCrispy, it's the next big thing. Try today at Macca's well, available after ten thirty AM. No Macca's for you, Wayne. Uh, oh, you can I'll try it. Yeah, I love Macca's. We sort of got through relatively unscathed. Well done, Jared. Yeah. First up, I thought the boys were unbelievable under a new trainer. <laughs> what about what about well, the, what about the, new, horse, gag on me what about the new written tycoon horse with Trent Bussenden? What is it called? Waitley. Waitley. Oh, I've called it. Really? Waitley. Big, strong, you, athletic, handsome. Gelding? Is it a gelding? Handsome. Is it a gelding? Oh. No, it's a colt. <laughs> That's it's exciting. A cult. Yes. See you next so, Monday. Uh, get ready. <laughs>